About a year ago, I was introduced to True Niogen, a supplement specifically designed to boost a key cellular resource called NAD. That's short for nicotinamide adenine dinucleotide. And I was really impressed with the research that showed that increased NAD levels can promote cellular repair, maintain healthy mitochondria, and increase energy throughout the trillions of cells in our body. I've been taking True Niogen ever since, and I am truly persuaded which is why I'm so excited to welcome them back to the program. Let's get into how True Niagen works. From age 40 to 60, humans can experience a 50% decline in NAD, leaving our cells with a shortage of that incredibly valuable energy resource. Additionally, things like immune stress, poor diet, even alcohol consumption can all deplete our cell NAD levels. Research suggests that increased NAD can support cellular defense against these physiological stressors. True Niagen is designed to boost NAD levels and is backed by clinical research and regulatory approvals. Now, while the research is still evolving, I am truly impressed by the possibilities surrounding NAD and the research behind True Niagen. And I suggest you check out their information for yourself. To learn more about the research, science, and to order your supply of True Niagen supplement, visit drdrew.com slash trueniagen and use the code DREW at checkout for a special discount on orders of three bottles or more. So that's my website, drdrew.com slash T-R-U-N-I-A-G-E-N and use the code DREW today. Our laws as it pertains to substances are draconian and bizarre. The psychopaths start this way. He was an alcoholic because of social media and pornography, PTSD, love addiction, fentanyl and heroin, ridiculous. <laughs> I'm, a, I'm a doctor for <laughs> sake. Where the hell you think I learned that? I'm just saying. You go to treatment before you kill people. I am a clinician. I observe things about these chemicals. Let's just deal with what's real. We used to get these calls on Loveline all the time. Educate adolescents and to prevent and to treat. You have trouble. You can't stop and you want help stop it. I can help. I got a lot to say. I got a lot more to say. Hey, everybody. Welcome. We are taking calls, so do call us. Uh, the number 9842-DR-DREW, is that correct? Am I getting it right, you guys? Thank you so much. Uh, we are here to be of service today to try to calm things down and make sense of things. So I'm going to bring in my guest, the fair-minded civil rights attorney, Leo Terrell. Leo, welcome. Dr. Drew, thanks for having me. A smile on my face. Glad to be here. It, it makes me smile just to hear your voice, my friend, and to see you. So, um, I am really, really, really upset about this whole thing um, for a million reasons. Uh, where are you at? Well, uh, I honestly believe there's two issues. I mean, the good part is there's universal acceptance. The killing of George Floyd was wrong about yeah. that universal acceptance. I'm upset with the way the demonstration is being handled by politicians throughout the state and the country. State. There are criminals out there who are looting and they're crimes. They should be arrested immediately. I'm bothered by the slow play of the Democratic leadership in these cities and countries. And I think it's political because people want law and order. Well, so so let me sort of frame up what you're saying. You would, you would agree yes. it's true. Everyone is, is, for lack of a better way of saying it, everyone's on the same side, correct? We're all on the same side. We yes. all agree with them. Yes. Peaceful demonstrations, I have seen some remarkable moments from the peaceful demonstrations, things that I am so proud of and so pleased, it, it brings tears to my eyes. Yet, within those peaceful demonstrations, there's a parasite, right? Do you agree with that? Correct. And, and so my, Absolutely. Yeah, so my question is, how do we, I mean, the one option is just everybody off the streets know peaceful protesting, which I don't think is the, the what we want. I think we want those peaceful protests where good things are happening to continue 
But how do we allow that and extract the parasite? You have any suggestions? Very easy. Easy. I, oh, yes. First of all, 100% behind First Amendment rights to protest. That's good. It should continue daily. That should never be infringed by the government. What I find disturbing is that the patients characterize the small bad apples, the small, small percentage of bad apples, really not a big problem. And, and it's a problem. So to separate the two, they need to go all out, protect the rights to protest, and go equally all out and describe and handle these criminals. It took three or four days, mayor of LA, to use the word criminal. He kept calling them individuals. Protesters couldn't use the word criminal. That drives me nuts. So, so the, there's a criminal element in there, and and that criminal element seems to be sort of two varieties. One is the sort of firework throwing, con rabble rousing, and trying to evoke the police, and the other is the looters. Right? There's sort of two groups in there. Would you agree? Yeah, I would agree. Yes. So, so here's what here's the conundrum that I'm perceiving is that if I had infinite powers and was the leader of the universe, I would bring in a lot of protection for the peaceful protesters. I mean, I would bring in so much protection for them that there'd be no doubt that no one would misbehave. But that then looks like the police state. That, that goes down as authoritarianism. H how, do you, how do we reconcile that? I think you, I think your first suggestion was a correct. I would bring it over. I'll use the words of Donald Trump: overwhelming force as a deterrent to deter the criminals. Hey, I want the peaceful protesters to know we're here to protect you. But you see, let's be honest. I'm not going to hold anything back. There's a political gamesmanship. You know what? There are certain mayors and governors don't want that overwhelming force. You know why? Because it's coming from the president. Everyone knows it. I know it. And one last point. I am sick and tired of politicians invoking Dr. King's name where they keep using this repetitive phrase. The, the last voice of a, a riot is the last form of sp speech for a unheard protester. That doesn't apply to criminals. That does not apply to criminals. So, so, so I, I'm, so we're kind of on the same page here. So, so here's the uh, so I, the other night uh, on Fox 11, I talked about how in the psychiatric setting, in the hospital, we would use show of force, not use of force, show of force, we would call it overwhelming force to prevent the need of use of force. And, and humans have sort of two, you can, you know, two emotional sort of um, uh, momentums. They escalate and they de-escalate. Right. When somebody's escalating, the way you f get them to de-escalate is with overwhelming force that contains them, gets around them and helps them kind of calm themselves down. If you give them nothing and stand away, they will not only escalate till they hurt themselves, they'll bring other people into that escalation. Yes. So, yes, so, I agree. You know, so this is basic human behavior stuff. But but I'm telling you, uh, I was attacked for evoking authoritarianism because of the idea of using some sort of forceful force, whatever it might be. I, you know, I wish I had something magical like you know the 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 Incredibles have, like a shield we could just put up around the peaceful demonstrators. We we don't. We have to bring something that looks unfortunately unpleasant to us. Now the 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 problem though is that doesn't that become provocative at a certain point? Aren't there some people that no, you know, go ahead? 
Well, well, here's the point. You gave an excellent medical definition of escalating the political and all this nonsense. I mean, because if I'm peacefully protesting, I'm encouraged by that show of force, having those national guards to protect me. Right. If I'm a criminal, I'm deterred by that overwhelming force. That's right. See, and that's the political game. That's and right. and when you when you approach this as a doctor, I wish it was a, a medical approach. Add that political conundrum of Democrats, Republicans, red. You got a headache. I'll take one last point. And I apologize for being so long winded Be, because I have, as a civil rights attorney, as an African-American, I'm, I'm saying that I have no problem with the show of force. And those who said, well, my God, Leo is saying this, they have a hard time criticizing me because maybe I happen to be African-American, but I'm telling you, I want more force. I want those law-abiding black, white, brown Americans to be protected. It's, I don't see how the parasite is dealt with otherwise. I mean, it needs, I get, I, I, I know how to think as a physician and then they've got something, yeah. it, the, 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 the good physiology, that good system of peaceful protest is, is carrying something in its midst that it, it can't get rid of on its own uh, or it doesn't seem to be able to. Maybe, maybe it could. Maybe It cannot. Some, yeah. And, and, it cannot. And the police don't seem to be up. I, I mean, could the police and the sheriff just do it, do you think, just with a little National Guard? Or is there something more needs Impossible. to be done? Impossible. Well, here's the thing about it. These criminals are very uh, well organized. And, and when we hear the fact that the police comes out every night and say we arrested 500 people, they released them. I know. They're, they're cited and release them. The, the, so you talk about deterrent. I'm going to get a ticket. I'm not going to jail. I'll go back and loot. Come on. I mean, I mean, that's an in, insulting the intelligence of the American public. Yeah. Well, that's the as you you and I have discussed in the past. That's the laws and policies this state and this county have adopted. Right. No bail. Exactly. You, you can steal up to nine hundred and fifty dollars and only get a citation. Uh, looting, I think, goes down under a different category, though, right? Looting becomes a felony. At least uh, DRDA Jackie Lacey said that last night. Is it difficult to prove looting? Uh, no, I don't think it's difficult to prove when you got video and you got people posing for the camera. I think the evidence is overwhelming for some of these people who are just in. It's just a little bit of investigative work. The problem is simply this the stomach to prosecute these people during this time period is not there. And it's not, it's not going to happen. I mean, the looters are getting away. They're not getting tickets. The people who are getting tickets are those who are breaking curfew. And, you know, I, I'm going to say it again because I want to be honest. I'm not going to hold, hold anything back. There is, a again, another political element to this. The mayor of uh, L.A. and mayors of other cities are afraid to alienate black voters by arresting black criminals. I see. Crazy. Weird. But they don't want it to use that word. But I'm going to call it like it is. They feel like, uh oh, that's our base. No, politicians' base are not filled with with, with criminals. They don't vote. Does, but they're afraid the, of the color. Doesn't the black community want protection from the criminals? Yes. Yeah. So, yes. But 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 don't worry. Mayor Garcetti's leading us with good vibes, Leo. He's got good vibes every morning. We're supposed to go oh. out and, sh and and hold hands and it it's feels all good. It's right. all good vibes. And uh, Mayor of Santa Monica, same thing. Good vibes. I'm worrying about the police chief. Kind of good vibey there too. What 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 happened to leadership in this area? Is that is that? I don't know. I is, mean, 
it, it's crazy. They did this good vibe. I said, who are they talking to? What segment of the city? I mean, and then you had Mayor Garcetti uh, on Saturday at three o'clock question. Are you going to bring in the National Guard? I will not bring in the National Guard. No, 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 no. Three hours later, bring in the National Guard. They can't handle it. It's politics. It's all politics. Garcetti was on the day. The, the president wants a military state. I won't have it. You got the National Guard here. The LAPD cannot handle it. The sheriff cannot handle it. It's too much geographical territory. It's impossible. So uh, I've got a couple of things on Restream I want to address. Jason, you say the next complaint is going to be that I call rioters parasites. Yeah, I'm, I'm trying to find a language that is, I, 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 part of me just goes, I'm just going to shut up and I, don't, I shouldn't be saying anything ever. No. Part, why, part of me why, why do you have way. to be... Uh, Why do you have to be political correct? I don't. I'm not going to be politically correct. Why do I get to say what you cannot say? Well, I appreciate That's crazy. That. I, I I appreciate that, but but I I the complaint is about uh, old white men, so uh, I I don't want to be part of the problem. When you get right down to it, right? Uh oh, Leo. But Leo, and uh, I don't see a problem. All right. Well, when I'm with you, I feel courage. I feel courageous. So. so <laughs> well, I, I feel a little ill-equipped because I'm dealing with a very smart oh, stop it uh, person here. Stop it now. We have a, a phone number we're taking calls. It's, uh, uh oh, oh, yeah, 984-237-3739. Again, 984-237-3739. We are limiting our conversation to the, uh, the outbreak of violence and the peaceful protesting and the COVID. I'm going to talk a little bit about that, too, which I'm also very concerned about. Can I bring Tyrus into this conversation too, Susan? Is that okay? Uh, He's all there. I see him there and ready to go. It, it's distracting me. That's why I thought I might bring he him in. He needs to turn his camera sideways uh, so it's landscape. I, I do too. Well, well, Tyrus. I don't know. If it's, oh, there we there go. He is. Do you know Tyrus, Leo? Oh, I see him on uh, that Greg Gutfeld show all the time. He's, and I think he has his own program as well. But I've seen him on uh, on Fox News Channel quite often. He does. Yes, he I like don't Fox. know him personally, but I he, he's he, quite a character. You guys should know each other. You guys, you would. I, I promise you, Leo, you would like Tyrus. I promise. And he's got oh, I, I, Tyrus and Tim. He's got his own show on Fox Nation. Of course, on the Greg Gutfeld show. Tyrus, mm -hmm. let's bring him in. Tyrus, come on, in, buddy. How are you guys? How are you guys doing? All right. Good. You? I, no, I'm good, not. Good. I, good. I, I'm, safe. I, I'm, I'm I'm safe, but I'm not all right. I'm I'm really not all right. I, I for the first time in my life, I've, I'm fantasizing about leaving the country. And uh, <laughs> are you laughing? Well, where where having, would you go? I don't know. The Cayman Islands are closed till 2021, bro. <laughs> like there's nowhere to go. I, I don't know, man. I, I've never had that thought before, and, and it's a, certainly a fantasy. And mostly, you, I must tell you, you name a spot, we'll go check it out. <laughs> I, sure make them, I make them to Louisiana, man. I make them down there. But but the but the main thing I keep thinking about is the 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 I feel so helpless because the leadership in this particular in this part of the country is so empty it's so terrible that i don't feel safe i don't feel my family safe uh, and leo you heard what we were talking i mean sorry tyrus you heard what we were talking about you come on in here yeah talk um, to us. well let's let's but let's since we're keeping it real leadership across the board has failed us uh the governor of minnesota failed us for not having the foresight to arrest all four of those police officers we've seen men rest arrest for less you can pose, you can set up bonds, you can, you can investigate, but he didn't have the foresight to see that that was going to be a problem. He couldn't, he couldn't see that. The mayor um, as well needs to resign. We've seen it across where politicians are afraid to do, or not, you know what, afraid gives them an excuse. 
are arrogant enough to put party first before people. And that's what we're seeing in this country. They want, they're worried about being reelected opposed to doing the job in front of them, doing what's best for the people opposed to what's best for them. Mm-hmm. And that's what we're seeing. And that's what's disgusting. And it's not just Democrats, it's Republicans. We don't check ourselves. So how are we supposed to check each other? You know, and yeah. the worst, the best thing about what's going on right now is people can put on a good face for about, and you know this, dealing with people who, mask behaviors and stuff they can give you about 72 hours of of decent behavior and concern and shock and anger but then it starts to trickle out then the what about isn't start then the political stuff starts and the placing blame because apparently you cannot be livid about what happened to mr floyd and support the police apparently that's an oxymoron that's impossible you can't say that i'm against bad cops I'm I'm a, I'm against rioters and looters, but I can support a good cause, and I can mourn the death of a fellow brother who was killed, senselessly murdered, murdered yeah. in front of us. Yeah, you can feel all those emotions and be a good human being. Hey, and by the but way, I want, right now we're being divided and pulled. I, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna have it's Leo insane. speak to exactly that because Leo's always walked that line. Yeah. He he has law enforcement in his family, and he weeds out bad cops because he's a Fair-minded civil rights attorney, <laughs> right? And, and, and but what I'm saying, I'm listening to Tyrus, and everything that has come out of this man's mouth. Yeah, I'm just saying yes. Yeah, that's right. He's absolutely on point. Those are decisions when you think about the whole, not about yourself. And yeah, I mean, he's right on point. I, I mean, I have a sister, 16 years in the sheriff. I've been a civil rights attorney. 97 percent of police officers are. Great. They protect us at two or three in the morning. Two or three percent. Those we need to get out, not the ninety-seven percent. I love police officers, but here is the problem: is you, like Tyra said, uh, there's a problem. There's a you, you can't be both. You can't love police officers and love what they do, and then criticize a couple of bad apples. You can't do it. Well, you, makes you, it. You, I'll do it because I got. I'm not worried about it. So, so I want to arm you guys with something too. Um, have you seen the autopsy reports where there's a lot of chatter about fentanyl and amphetamine for George Floyd? Yes. Okay. I, I saw want, that. I want you to essentially ignore that. Uh, I, I would get on a stand as an expert witness if you, if anyone should. I, I don't think I'd ever do it, but in this case, because it just seems too too much. But but I would do it under oath. Is that that this fentanyl contributed, but it's not the proximate cause. Right. Even if it's the case that he took a large dose to hide it from the police or something, which I've seen that speculation out there, that that did not cause him to die. That made it easier to kill him. And those are two very different things. The, and the amphetamine might have made him more cantankerous and more difficult to deal with. But hey, man, those are my patients you're mistreating. Don't 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 disparage them. They 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 need different kind of help than than certainly not being killed. So please arm yourself with my my point of view on this. I, I don't think it makes a damn bit of difference, except it makes it more no, of a tragedy from my perspective. I don't care if he was a crackhead. Yeah. I don't care if he robbed the store without a weapon and came out. I don't care if he was the worst human being in that neighborhood. Yeah, yeah. There is no justification for a man who is complying with being arrested 
to have his life taken that way. I, there's, I don't care what he was as a person, and that's not who he was. But my point is, it does not matter. Right. Rights are rights. Right. It is not a death and, and sentence I'll, for stealing a twenty dollar bill. Yeah. Or a, a counterfeit dollar bill. I'll, and I'll echo what Doctor Drew just said. The the nail the uh, officer's conduct on Mr. Floyd's neck was the causation, the proximate cause of that death. In other words, Floyd would not have died that at that moment, but for the conduct of the officer. It's very simple, straightforward. Yeah. So other than me driving to Tijuana or something, what 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 are we to do? I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna tell you the may know on that one, Doc. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Well you guys you, are, know, you know, Tyrus, I Tyrus, I don't understand why Dr. Drew feel like he can't say what you and I are saying. What, Dr. Drew, you're you're in, you're on, you're you're speaking your mind. Tyrus is speaking his mind. Yeah, I am. I'm giving my opinion. I, I, I don't feel like I have to leave the country. I I'm not pulling my punches. I'm feeling like I'm the the I, problem, and therefore, who am I to say anything? That's sort of the feeling I have. No, I think you are you because you are doing what. As a black man, I've tried not to do my entire life is be grouped into something. You're being blamed. Yes, there are some wretched old white men in this country. There is generations of old wretched white men in this country. But there are generations of great old white men in this company in this country that have done amazing things. We just never hear about them. Don't get it twisted. You cannot have a movement without old white men helping you. And, and when you can't get anything without everybody putting in. Not one group's going to get it done. So, unfortunately, you carry the, your sensitivity, which All is right. one of the greatest things about you, All is right. a weakness. At some point, you have to say, no, yeah, I, I know some... I, I know some old white men that are some bastards, but I, I'm not one of them. Couple, Just like I know some brothers yeah. Yeah. in my neighborhood that are not good people. Couple I'm not that. That's right. Yeah, first of all, Leo, didn't I tell you? Told you you like him. Oh, he's great. I, I tell you, you right now. I, I told I mean, you. I you told don't need you. me here. You don't need me here. Man, <laughs> say, I'll just listen to him. I, he's I, on point. I told you. I told you. Number one. Number two, it's because of the support of my friends that I, you know, can calm down and, and take a more sensible kind of feeling to everything. But I do believe, and I believe this during the pandemic, that uh, difficult times make for important. It's time to be an adult. It's time to step up and do things. Uh, and, and if I can do something like this podcast, this stream is a trying to do something to calm people down, give good information out. We've done it throughout the pandemic. But still, the mob behavior is so out of control that it gets very difficult to keep your head up, uh, particularly when you you look like what I look like, right? Well, it is. Well, you gotta, you, you gotta, yeah, I mean, you got you got to ignore those people on social media. Those people do not control or represent mainstream or or represent thirty of the views. Of this they represent about ten percent of the. Oh, they internet trolls. Of the no, no, ten percent of the people on the internet, not the country. <laughs> yeah. that's, Good that's point. Not get yeah. it twisted. They're yeah. not that deep. You're yeah, right. You're not that I, I, Caleb's back. That's right. Preach. Start, <laughs> Preach. <laughs> the day that we decide that likes have no currency, yeah, have no emotions, that does not mean you're smart, does not mean you're successful, handsome, beautiful, or whatever it is, those likes are just what they are. And we need to start to realize that when, I, when you say things, I never speak going, man, I hope Instagram and Twitter like what I say. I say what I, I if my fans appreciate it, cool. If they don't, I don't expect you to be sheep. I'm not 
I don't have to agree with anything. I can literally think some things the president does is straight stupid, and some things he does is good because I'm a grown-ass man. I pay my bills, I worry about my family, and you speak your mind. You should never be ashamed of what you have to say, especially if you believe what you're saying, you have some intelligence to back it up. The key ingredient is intelligence, because there's a lot of dumbasses out there who are excited and just want to run their mouths. Those are the people you have to shine on. You don't even engage with them because they have all the answers. It's not worth your time. It is one of the reasons why I have been self-employed all my life for this same discussion. I, I, I can sleep with a good conscience. I don't have to worry about someone else. Self-employment has given me the freedom and to be very. So I, I chime in on what Tyrus just said. Let's talk about solutions a little bit. Um, I, we we're sort of going down that path. I, I think, Tyrus, you heard Leo and I talking about escalation and de-escalation and authoritarianism right. and being provocative versus being containing and de-escalating. Do you have any ideas what, what or or is this just an inexorable devolution into some sort of armed military action is just eventually going to happen and that's just the way it goes and we can't stop it uh you know the last thing you want to see is military neighbors and brothers and, and sisters coming down to american citizens that we, none of us want to see that and we hope that it doesn't get to that but it goes back to politicians doing what's best for the people and not themselves. You, when a politician says, I'll never do this, I've already tuned him out. You know, I'm yeah. not calling the National Guard. That, that resource is there for a reason. And so if your main goal is to provide safety and protect property, which is what their initial job, that's what is a politician's number one job is. And most politicians have failed miserably at that. Yes. You can do things. You can, you can make an area you can have a point of if the if the mayor says i will be at this park to answer questions to support your protest here you give them an area this space where your voices will be heard the press will be there we will have this dialogue you give them the venue they don't feel like they have to take it you give them the square you give them the area and then you to those leaders this is where you will have your pulpit if you go outside of this, if you go into neighborhoods and scare residents and destroy property or whatever happens, we will act accordingly. It, it's kind the of protesters what, would, I would think, would go there. I, I got to tell you, Tyrus, I see Leo smiling and nodding, but but it, it's kind of yeah. what they tried to do here. Though, I agree. Leo, isn't, it, isn't that what they tried to do here and it just, it just fell apart? After the fact. No, no, they tried. It, like yeah, in, it, like it, in it, Riverside last night, they really tried to do that. And then the curfew. But that's hit. last night. Okay. All right. Fair enough. Yeah. I mean, no, too little, too late. And so they're they still there, available night. for. And they don't want. Ridiculous. All right. Let me. Uh, There's a question, a caller for uh, Leo. Let me get him on here. Hi, Rory. It's, uh, you're on Leo Trail. Yeah. Hey there, Dr. Dre. Uh, thanks for the show. Thanks for having me on. You bet. Uh, my question is. Trail, Mr. Terrell, as a, as a civil rights lawyer, you mentioned momentarily ago just in relation to the possibility of Trump invoking the Insurrection Act. And I know that the last time that was invoked was in 1992 during the Rodney King riots. I wonder how close you think we are to seeing the Insurrection Act 
being reignited and whether or not uh, the fact that we need or don't need consent from the state governor would play into that decision. Okay, it's a great question. Uh, did you hear it? I, I can refer, I can repeat it if you need it. Yeah, I got, I got, I got the gist of it. Yeah. And I'll tell you right now, right now there are National Guard troops ready to be utilized if requested because Governor Newsom has much more than the guards that have been sent to L.A. So the question is, is there enough National Guard? Yes. Are they currently being utilized by no, what's very direct. If you don't use them, then I will get involved. So there's a step in between the, the president getting involved and whether or not the governor and the mayor are going to utilize the existing National Guard within the state and within any state. Do either of you know what the threshold is that has to be utilized for that Insurrection, insurrection Act? Is there some well, sort of criteria that have to be met, Leo? Well, I'll, uh, it, well, I'll tell you, there's been three examples that have been used. The 1992 riots, uh, John F. Kennedy used it in 1962 in Alabama, and, and Dwight Eisenhower used it in, in 57, Little Rock. When there is a enforcement of a constitutional act uh, to desegregate or a federal law, that would be enough of a standard for the president to implement the Insurrection Act. And so what would the Constitution... And it's been used three times. And what would the constitutional law be in this case? Oh, well, first of all, to put down a civil disobedience, a riot, to restore law and order in the country. And that's a very well-justified reason for bringing the uh, federal troops. And it was done without any opposition or without any judicial challenge. And, and by the way, you, you mentioned civil disobedience. That that's another group within the peaceful protesters that are not not the criminal element, not the parasite. They're actually trying to use civil disobedience to make a point. I, that group I could kind of stand by, by the way, because they're not really doing anything dramatic except usually breaking the curfew or something like that. And civil disobedience does have a role. And if I understand some of the goals of Black Lives Matter, civil disobedience would be part of their. Would make it would be defensible given their their goals. Would you agree? I had no I problem with civil disobedience. So both you agree with that at all? Yeah. Oh, sure. That's that's I a spider. Yeah, but once. Go ahead, Tyrus. Once you once you get into destruction of property, once you get into assault on residents, the greater good is to protect the people, and in some cases, unfortunately, from the people. Do I want to see uh, the military in my neighborhood? No, but you know what? Um, when you see videos of people being beaten to damn near death, trying to defend their their business or their home or their wife, uh, it's hard. It's hard to look at them and say, "Well, it's coming," or "We're going to do something." You that overwhelms it. Mr. Floyd was killed with ruthless aggression. And when we're seeing ruthless aggression from rioters and fake protesters, at that point, we're going to have to have that conversation later on because we have to maintain order and we have to protect our citizens who don't deserve to be beaten or destroyed or the livelihoods. I mean, we're already drowning in a pandemic. Our economy, what, what, 40 million people are out of work. Some of those jobs aren't coming back. People are, are stressed. They got a stipend, but that doesn't mean their bills aren't going away. The rent's not going to magically disappear. You now have two months' rent to pay when you get back on your feet. That's right.
You know, like let's not let's not get it twisted. The stress across the board is immense, and then you throw this on top of it. So you almost have to now more than ever rely on we need extra hands out there. You need more boots on the ground to set up, like you said, deterrence. Like give people protection. Let somebody look outside his window and be like, okay, there's some soldiers on my street. I, I think we're going to be okay tonight. And, and yeah, I, do you guys think that the majority? Yeah, of, can I just get in? Yeah. Leo? Yeah, the picky, the economic, look at 92 Riot. Some of those businesses were burned out. They have never returned. So not only you're talking about the pandemic, and how it affects people of color. Look what happened. They burned down buildings and businesses, jobs that could have been available for them, which are gone. So you have the economic loss as well as the personal property destruction. We're going to have to get, well, we just lost a lot of jobs in the future as a result of these this, riots. This feels so different than that. that. That was a collective outrage, period. This is a collective outrage that literally everybody shares. And within that, there's a group of people that wants anarchy. <laughs> and, and it's the anarchists that it seems like are the problem here, not, not anybody else, or unless I'm missing something. And I'm wondering if most people agree with you guys no. on this. Yeah, I think unless you're the part of the anarchists or the part that just doesn't just doesn't care, I think we we have to realize that there is a part of this country that unfortunately wants to see it burn. Things didn't go their way. They they have an out for everything. You know, the the election didn't go the way they wanted to. Um, their life isn't going the way they wanted to. Everything they have an out for everything that's wrong in their life. Uh, even let's say. President Trump was the most worsomest president of all time. He's only going to be around for four years. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, you can vote him out. And if he's around, it's only eight years. And we've re this country, people have overcame a lot, le a lot less. Try having 400 years on your back. You know what I'm saying? Like, there's yeah. worse things. But the, but the, they turn it into this, this victim. The victim victimization. Be, yeah. yeah. And now victimization goes with violence. I'm a victim, so I can do, I can burn a building down because they were hating on me. I mean, literally that's a real conversation. Like think about that. But like now you're a victim, so therefore I can I can do whatever I want because I'm a victim, the system's out mm -hmm. to get me. And, and it's know? easy to turn into people that are in any way against you into cartoon characters that must be bad people because they disagree. I have one right. overriding concern though, which is that, uh, Tyrus, you're going to usurp my position as Leo Terrell's boyfriend. I can see it on his face right now. I can see it. Like it's happening right now. I, agree with that, I haven't, there's nothing I disagree with. This man's on point. I like what he says. My first time I've been on the show with him. He's, he's on point. I know he is. He's I and I told you. Straight. I introduced you to him. I know. All right, let's. Hey, let's, you're reading my mind. I like, like the smile. I like the guy. He's smart. He's on point, man. Let's. Um, Got to give him his due. Uh, let, let me get uh, Monique here. Speaking of 92, Monique has a hair-raising story to tell us. And Monique, what? It's been an hour since I talked to you last? I know, right? I did call you on the Adam Carolla show this morning. Huh? I just talked to her. <laughs> How's it going? Good. So what's up? Um, okay. So I apologize. Um, I'm going to stand still because I don't want to lose break service here. But um, yeah, unfortunately, in 1992, my sister was 16 years old. And uh, she was kidnapped, raped, and murdered during the Rodney King riot. And everything that man Tyrus is saying right now is on point. Um, I think Ms., uh, Dr. Drew yeah. 
I think it's important for you to realize that your voice is important. It's important to me because I keep trying to find the strength to share my story so people can understand. And um, at the heart of it, I do agree that our politicians have literally left us out to fend for ourselves. And I'm hoping that someone will stand up and take pragmatic altruistic action well Monique, Monique you 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 heard how upset I was talking to Adam these guys are reassuring to me <laughs> Adam got me more upset yeah no, uh, I, and you know I, it's one of those things um, I'm a white girl I'm a white girl with blue eyes and I can't do anything about it right that, so like so that's that's the deal can't that, do anything about it I get the helplessness I, I get right. it and 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 he, we, he, I don't know if you heard Adam did make a point. Please take care of that PTSD and take care of yourself. We, we don't want this to be so overwhelming because it must be triggering all this. But the, the fact is it's the helplessness. And do, do you guys, either of you guys, see somebody that could emerge as a leader? Because we need, it's like we, there's a vacuum. And in the vacuums, not good things go. Uh, and so we are in desperate need of somebody of of stature to step up. Leo, you're nodding your head. Who do you, do you have any candidates? I, I, let's say, first of all, there is no black leader. I've been asked that question. There's no black leader of the black community. We're not monolithic. But yesterday I was no. so, so impressed with Terrence Floyd. Mm. Uh, yeah. The brother. The, the brother. Yeah. Oh my gosh. He said, this violence, stop it. I, you're not as half as mad as I am. And secondly, Go vote, pick candidate, work within the system. I was it was so refreshing and so real. And hey, that's a guy who I would follow. All right, so let's let's Man, promote right there, that? let's get let's get him Aaron, out in front. I, I love that. I love that. Tyrus, how about you? Uh, I just challenge anyone to start running for office. Start getting in there, change the game. You know, in the local level. Don't just assume you're going to give it up to the, the same the same old every day. If you got instead of pro protesting has its place, but you want to make change, you got to get your hands dirty. You got to get in there. You got to you got to get in legislation. You got to understand. You got to you got to be a voice that actually can have actions behind it. In terms of if yeah, you, Dr. if Drew. you run, versus, <laughs> yeah, you run. talk to my wife, Doctor Drew. Talk to Tyrus my wife. is talking to you right now. Uh, Tyrus is talking to you, Doctor Drew. Look, look how upset I get. Look how upset I get with all the negative stuff. I'd have to. I'd have to become completely. I tough would be on okay with a pissed off politician. I would be okay yes. if I turned on my TV and I had a pissed off senator going, "This is enough of this. We're gonna we're gonna get to this stuff. We're gonna get to the bottom of this. We're not gonna have this anymore." I'm okay with a pissed off politician because that means he's emotionally involved and he gives a Count damn. Me in. I don't need to hear any more speeches about, well, we all have to stay calm. No, we don't. <laughs> well, th those pieces, no, those are not being calm. Those speeches are bullshit. <laughs> they have to they, have they, action. Yeah, they, they, those mean nothing. They, are, no, those they are, mean nothing. If you, look, if you look at any of Martin Luther King Jr.'s speeches, they are passionate, they are loud, they are aggressive. and you, But the message was that of peace, but he did not speak with a soft voice. Mm -hmm. He was boisterous and he That's was loud point. and he was powerful and he was emotional in what he said. Don't get it twisted. I have a dream and they think that's it. This man was powerful. And when he spoke, people stopped to listen because his message was of peace, but his voice was loud. And we need to start getting them some of those loud voices in the politics. And we don't, you don't need to be a lawyer 
to be a, a senator. You, and I prefer you weren't. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. you can be a teacher. You could be a career, anything else. Because if, if we have different people from different walks of life and different points of view, we have a better government. It's not just the old white guys league anymore. You want to get in the league, we got to get on the game and start making changes. I want to get Zach in here. You know, like, a, Zach has a really, really rough question, I, and I get it. So, Zach, here, let's, let's, uh, let's hear it. Zach? Oh, hey, guys. Hey, man. So, just, yeah, can you hear me? Yep, gotcha. Okay. So, just a little backstory. I'm in Minnesota. I'm a musician in the Twin Cities area. And my wife and I, our whole circle of friends, have this thing where if you criticize the riot at all, they will gang up on you and jump on you, like, online and... I think everybody is in agreement that what happened to George Floyd was probably the worst thing that's ever happened in our state, at least in recent memory. So my big question is how would I navigate having these conversations with people without jeopardizing any future like career things in the music industry and friendships and friendships too. But, but I, I, this is what I was asking earlier. I don't even heard earlier in our conversation, Zach, I was trying, I, I, gave a, I was trying to come up with a language that we could use. that could help, you know, separate peaceful protests from criminal elements. And, and it, very quickly it gets hard, but Leo, go ahead. No, I gave my answer earlier. I mean, I, I'm going to be true to myself. I mean, and you saw, you saw, you heard what Tyrus said about, you know, being able to support the police, but yet call out a bad officer. Hey, I got no problem saying that. I got no problem saying, hey, I believe in supporting the protesters, but put those criminals behind bars. I got no problem. It's easy for me. Oh, hey, uh, not a problem. I would, I would, I would, I would say sometimes it's better not to have that conversation with that group. If their emotions are so high, if I will not have a conversation with anyone who knows it all, I will not have a conversation with anyone who, when I say, well, I think, well, let me tell you this. I need to realize that there is no point. There is no point and I will not bother. So what I would suggest, what I would suggest, you're not going to change how they feel about anything. I would change the conversation. Like there's, if you cannot have common ground and be able to ask a question, because that's the, that's the biggest thing. I don't know what your ethnicity is. I'm, I, are you white, black? Like what's your ethnicity? Zach, what's your ethnicity? Very white from a very small town in North Dakota. Okay. <laughs> that's what I thought. Um, <laughs> and you have questions <laughs> and, and you want to ask questions. And that's where um, you, you, and this is what I worry. I always, if white people come up to me and ask me a question from a general place, and there's a lot of concern because they're like, well, I didn't realize, I didn't realize that this was happening because in their world, they weren't seeing it. And when it does happen, they think it's like an isolated incident. Like, oh, it's never happened. So when they ask questions, you can be offended at their ignorance and be like, how, you know, and shun them and talk trash if they ask a question coming from a good place or you could educate them to the best of your knowledge and the best of your emotions because i don't have all the answers either sometimes it's better to be like when this starts jumping off like anybody want to rehearse 
Anybody want to jam out and play some music? I think sometimes, especially online, because everyone's a, everyone's a gangster online. Everyone's tough. Everyone's 6'8", 365 pounds, benches 600 pounds. Oh, that's me. But I'm just saying that that's who they are. That's who they are online. So sometimes it's better for you to be like, you know what? I'm going to wait this one out. Because you're that's right. That, you, are, you are damned if you do. And Dan, if you don't now, I will not I, be silenced. You're not being silenced. And I can You're relate to not that. playing games on the internet. I can relate to that. On the golf course, sometimes when people are going to a total different direction, that I know there's no way they're going to entertain my opinion. I'll do what exactly what Tyra said. Now I'm going to sit this one out. That's exactly I, I, true. I, I've also heard people complain about white folk uh, asking for direction and, and you know and, and understanding. And uh, I've just read a whole article on that saying that uh, African-Americans are tired of that right now. Uh, so read, everybody. Read. But go, you, not, don't you read the press. Yourself. Read history. Go, go read. I'm going to tell you yeah, something. But I, go ahead, Tyrus. Go ahead. You should be as exhausting, and I'm putting the quotes up. You should be thankful that they're asking because there's a huge population who's not asking. And until that group starts asking questions, starts being concerned, we're going to be in this conversation again. Zach, so mm -hmm. is it yeah. annoying that yeah. somebody's trying to understand? Is it really? Or is that your arrogance? Or is that your own bitterness? Because we're, we're bitter. We're angry. You know, when these things happen, when, when you think about whenever you get pulled over by a police officer, your heartbeat goes up. You start talking to yourself like literally you're psyching yourself up to jump off a diving board because you're like, all right, make sure my hands are out. Make sure where's my license Where's my registration. I don't want. Oh, shit. It's in the it's in the glove box. and my driver's license in the thing. These are all the things that go through my mind when I get pulled over, because that's what I grew up from L.A. I grew up in that stuff. You know, I had good cops, and I'm like, your fingers, please let this be a good one. If there's a good one, you're going to have a good experience. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And when he says, yeah, do you know where your speed limit you know is back there? Oh, yes, officer. Yes, officer, I was uh, going 10 miles over the speed limit. And they'll be like, well, slow down. Thank you, officer, so much. And you know what? You have a great day. And thank you for not being who you could have been. Right. You know what I'm saying? There's a lot right. of stress right there. So to ask those questions, sometimes you don't want to hear it, but now more than ever, it should be a good thing. And we need to, as as black people, we also need to understand they don't necessarily relate because they haven't had that experience. And they don't know police officers that way. They know them on a first-name basis. They're in their neighborhoods. You know, they have barbecues together and stuff. And unfortunately, we're not having those barbecues. So they have different experiences. And you really need to be open-minded. But if you start to ask a question and they don't care, they're no better off than the people who've made up their mind that, we're all criminals anyways, you know? So you just, just you play your instrument, man, and just move on. I'm scheduled to be at Dr. Drew's house for a barbecue win in July, Dr. Drew. Oh, we have yeah, a, you are. a barbecue. Day. I'm going to bring Tyrus because I need, I, I know I'm done I with you. You're done with me, rather. I be, <laughs> stop saying that. I'm scheduled for a barbecue at Dr. Drew's house, Tyrus, in July. Why don't you come on over? Oh, I, oh he'll be yeah, here. It uh, depends on COVID. Yeah. Depends on COVID. <laughs> we'll of, distance. We'll distance. It's fine. I'm still social distancing. I'm still social distancing. <laughs> me too. But, uh, hey, Zach, I will tell you a book that I thought I was semi-enlightened and a book that really moved me forward was Frederick Douglass's biography. It's, it's long. Great book. And, and okay. it will be worth your time spent. He, he opens in the introduction, he opens with Frederick Douglass, his friend, excoriating his friend Abraham Lincoln for being a white supremacist. And I was like, 
what? Uh, yeah, I, I know he was a racist, but I didn't know he was a white supremacist. And I'll be goddamn if just that one speech didn't just move me a giant leap forward. And so go read that. It'll change. It'll change everything for you. It was a we we have we have submerged, gentlemen, the worst period of American history, which was the immediate aftermath of the Civil War. That was so bad. That's like oh, the yeah. 1918 flu or pretending it didn't happen. It was so bad. Yeah, that we, it just like was at least pushed out of white consciousness because that was, I, I mean, I, I thought I understood American history until I really started reading about that. And I just took my breath no. away. Man, and, the, and the fact that Frederick Douglass was able to attain the things he attained oh my God. and not be on the end of a rope oh my is God. amazing. Um, they burned his house amazing. down, dude. They burned his house down. They burned yeah, his oh, newspaper yeah. down. They, they, they made him miserable. He, the only place he found refuge was in Europe. Think yep. about that. And the greatest hairdo of all time. It's still good. Frederick it's still Douglass good. Still, still works today. <laughs> still today. Works. Oh, you guys, I'm emotional and I'm I'm tired. I am so tired. Here, here we go. Let's get talk a little COVID for a second. Um, uh, this is Cody. Hey, Cody, what's going on? Hey, how's it going, Doctor Drew? Good Huge man. Fan. Hey, buddy. What's up? So I was wondering if with COVID happening and then uh, these riots happening and um, all the distress in in, um, in America, do you think like there's any deeper implications to this? Like I understand like big deal with COVID, big deal with um, black rights and um, like with police brutalities, but do you think that there's possibly something we're not seeing? Do you mean are there sinister forces working in the background? Um, not so much that. Like, um, like things like this happened. So now it's like they're just there's political people that are accenting what's going yeah. on. Like, okay, see, so so I, I you get know, your bricks question. put out by yeah. the cops and things like that. Okay, so let let me give you my. I, I have two sort of general reactions to that. One one part of me goes. Is this something about the march of history, where we are with the generational wheel turning, where this generation is discharging something that we can't really see until the history books are written? Something like that is happening. I, I, I don't know what exactly that is. It's some sort of some sort of historical force at work. It has been made worse by COVID for sure. You know, locking people up and ruining their businesses for three months creates all kinds of energy and emotions. And I have no doubt that there are foreign agents taking advantage of stuff here. And I have no doubt that there are different kind of political organizations, something the, the Proud Boys, Antifa, all these guys taking advantage of the peaceful protest. We see it. We see people taking advantage of it. So the extent, and, and then there's even another question I have in my mind, is this going to result in another great awakening or something in America where people turn back towards religion or something as part of that historical move leo you go first what do you think I, you know what to me i don't have I, i've been telling people i gotta need to wait till january of 2021 before i can get a grip on what's going on yeah. i need because it because you look at what has gone on this year so as far as impeachment proceeding uh unrelated but the death of kobe bryant pandemic the riots this is uh, all this stuff is so unique historic i, I just got off an interview i said Talk to me about that in January 2021, because I, I can't get a grip on what's happening right now in the world. Can't. 
It's all history. I agree, man. I, I, and, and when you're living history, you can't tell what's going on. You have to figure it out after the right. side of it. Tyrus? Uh, I have, uh, I think January 21 is a great, great call because I have, you look at the pulse of the nation. I'm coming from, I, I came from the ground up, you know, uh, and when, so I feel like I'm able to kind of look at things from a different perspective. When I look at things and how they are in the neighborhoods and the streets and the division and stuff. My biggest concern is coming off of this. Depending on when um, the officer and the officers go to trial, depending on how that goes, uh, we're looking at another riot. Then, if if things don't go, if things, if one of those jurors is um, uncertain, so so pro cop that yep. he's blinded by the difference between a good cop and a bad cop, um, then you got coming off of that. Whenever that is, then we have this election. I'm not sure how the other side is going to react to not getting their will. Mm-hmm. You know, like I, this all goes back. I, when I look at this situation, I always say to Mitch McConnell, was that justice pick worth this, this division, this, I'm going to get Barack Obama out in one term pledge that you had, this this plan to be defiant and disrupt everything that he was doing. And then as soon as we got a Republican president in, the Democrats fell in line and did the same exact thing. To an even greater extent, an impeachment, a, a one-sided impeachment, which we've never had in this country. Nixon's own party was like, he got to go. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. we, have, <laughs> we have started this fight. The, and there you go. There's one old white man who started a fight. I don't think he quite understood because he wanted to get his policy and he didn't want to give up a, a Supreme Court pick to the Democrats. Mm-hmm. So now they're like, fine, we're not going to honor your president. We're going we're gonna to monkey wrench everything. But what they didn't realize is a trickle-down effect. Divisions. Now your political, your Republican, your Democrat is now the new religion. Yeah. Well, that's why and anybody I, says yeah, anything that's right. about your religion, you're ready to fight for. That's it. right. You're going to die for it. Yep. That's the lines that they have they have drawn. So then now we're going into this election to where before the COVID pandemic happened, there was no reason for me to believe that President Trump wouldn't be reelected just based off the economy and jobs very hard to have a one-term president if you have a good economy and you have jobs. Those are two factors that will will carry you through, and rightfully so. You should get eight years if you're keeping us food on our table, jobs, and opportunities to uh, grow in this country. Now you have these things, and now you have the Democratic Party's like, as long as this continues, we have a good shot at taking it down. And the Republicans are we to get out of this as soon as possible so we can not allow that instead of parties doing what's best for mankind, which then results That's in an true. election where if if Biden wins, who's to say that the Republicans like, well, this is rigged, this is fixed, you know, because they spent so long trying to say all our elections are rigged and fixed, you know, and if Trump wins, is this the edge that gives that extreme left enough to get more than couple hundred or a thousand in the streets is this enough to get a million in the streets 
Like, I'm very concerned with how the losing side accepts the, the fate of this country yeah. because of the things that we have done. Yeah. And this is a microcosm of what's to come. And I'm just, I, I, the only thing I lose sleep about thinking about is what the hell is going to happen when you don't get your way? Yeah. Now, see, now, Where Tyrus, are we gonna be? you were making me feel better. Now, I'm, now I'm looking at the plane flights again. I'm, I'm looking at, I'm looking at the schedule at United Airlines. So, so I'm, I'm going to get out of here. United? Or oh, wow. I don't know. Man, Delta. Delta. Okay, I'm going to go down and visit you in the south. Uh, Let's talk to, I think this is Jorge. Jorge, is that you? Uh, yeah. How's it going, Dr. Drew? Hi, buddy. What's uh, up? Leo and uh, uh -huh. Tyrus, how are you guys doing? Welcome. Good. Maintaining. Uh, uh, good. Good to hear. So um, I just wanted to ask, um, I've been listening to you for a while, Dr. Drew, and um, I heard you mention in the past how you know, mom and the mob mentality within society is um, part of the problem with some of these uh, uh, issues happening in uh, our culture. Yeah. And um, as a millennial, I find that that is a bit of a problem with um, my peers. So I was just wondering uh, if you guys think that that's a bit of what's going on throughout the country. Well, that's I, I, I do in that I, I wanted to include in a chapter in the book I wrote on narcissism 10 years ago, uh, about pre-revolutionary France uh, and the instinct to sacrifice. Humans, when they have a lot of childhood trauma, they will act out collectively in essentially human sacrifice. They call it it's scapegoating. Scapegoating behaviors becomes a way that people unify together to focus their aggression, particularly when they've been traumatized. And I kind of predicted this. I predicted something like this had to happen. I did not perceive, I did not know about Twitter and social media and how it would be this ongoing wave after wave of mob action. But the, the mob is an extremely gratifying, emotionally regulating phenomenon that people aren't aware of. And some people have written about it over the years and they actually argue about it. But I'm going to tell you, I saw it coming. It's here and it, it requires sacrifice. It requires blood. And that's the cancel culture on, inter on the internet and in social media. But now out in the world, you're seeing it in a little more uh, concrete way. So it's, it's deeply concerning. It's deeply concerning. Mobs can be very, very dangerous. People lose. Mobs are not rational, period. Do you guys have concerns about that? Listen, you not see me. a mob uh, when... So when your favorite team wins a championship and the crowd ends up burning the town down. Yeah. And that's a happy moment. Right. Mobs is something about when a group of young men get together. Yeah. And get too hype, bad things happen. Yeah. And um, it's always something we're going to have to worry about. And now we have to worry about the mob that thinks it's doing the right thing. That there isn't remorse for what they've done or an excuse or alcohol. It's premeditated, it's planned, and it's embraced. So that mob mentality is something. And there's no accountability. It was part of a group. Right. You lose was, yourself you, know, you lose yourself in the group. You're not it wasn't me, it was the group. I was just a piece of it. I don't really I'm not really responsible. Yeah, I was yeah, I didn't yeah, and that's and that spreads, yeah. you know, and the only thing the mob wants is more people to join the mob. Right. And that's where, before you get to that point, you have to have the common sense to go, 
my message, you're never going to get your message out burning down a building. And then the scary part is a lot of them don't have a message. They just want to see it burn. And it's hard to deal with that. It's hard to figure out. It's hard to answer that. And, and Leo, um, people on the restream here, I'm, I'm watching comments go by. They're commenting that you're awfully quiet. You're enraptured by Mr. Tyrus. <laughs> so, I, I spoke. I'm listening. I'm a lawyer. I'm processing. I'm processing. I'm Tyrus. glad I wore so long sleeves today. Wow. I've given my opinion. I've been good. I've spoke a lot. You've been good. I, I like to listen. I'm you've, learning myself. You've been good. I'm a sponge. Well, let, let's kind of. I'm going to wrap us up here, and I'm going to talk a little COVID at the very end. Um, but okay. let's just sort of where 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 is it? Where are we going? How long is this going to last? What what's our sort of let's sort of each of you give me a little prediction and a little pep talk on the way out. Leo, you first. Uh, thank you very much. Today, I was watching the extension of the protesters. It was a good day. I mean, I saw tremendous, uh, I saw a good feeling of people in our country. And this is what the protest was to, to talk about, you know, making some serious changes. Now, the key is going to be whether or not there is what we talked about earlier, Dr. Drew, this confidence of deterrent for those who are out to create problems and that security of I can get protests peacefully. Yeah. And I see that right now hasn't been determined yet. And until that's determined, I don't see an end date for this at this moment. So I'm up in the air. When will where when this will end and where it will go because there's that comfort of security out there on the streets yet leo we may have to have you back to reassess in a week or two but thank you sir and tyrus uh, i think um the quickest fix would be the other three individuals being arrested i think that would calm some of the tensions with the protesters um and i think that would quell things down a little bit in terms of feeling the need to be out there to push that point until they have justice we will not cooperate seeing those three uh, other individuals arrested i think would give them some justice would give me justice i think that that whole phenomenon I'm, I'm reading things that lead me to believe that's more complicated than we know the, the attorney general of the state did look at that and he was hell-bent on getting them arrested, and apparently there's not enough evidence. In fact, those three, I'm hearing, I'm no expert in this, but I'm hearing that they were, in fact, trying to help save this guy, that they were all along apparently well, saying things that were trying to be helpful for him, but they did stand down for sure. There's no doubt about it, and they do. I, I don't disagree with you. Because all you're going to do is this. push his ass off it and be like, too much, bro. Right. Listen, and that's why I don't, I, I call it wasn't for that video across the street and the autopsy that says it was pain, also pressure on his back. That didn't come from the individual who's in jail right now. I will not say his name because he will not live in infamy in my out of my mouth. He's no different than someone who shot up a movie theater, as far as I'm concerned. Oh, there, so there was. So you're talking about name. the guy, the guy, so you, the guy that was with the guy on the neck. That's that's the guy we should focus on. Yes. Yeah, all okay. of them. They're all oh. you had to do was put your hand on his shoulder and I got it. You're too close to it. Yeah. Step back. And, and, and we're not Anyone, getting... And, and, Leo, go ahead. I'm sorry. The, prosecu the prosecution has been politicized. It's been transferred from the county district attorney to Keith Ellison. Yeah. I, I, I was sick when I heard that. Why? It's now politicized. Oh. Because 
He is not a he is not a career politician. I mean, a career prosecutor. He's a politician. So he's using this for fortune and fame. What 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 Tyrus said earlier, or is it about the public? The fact that this case was transferred to the attorney general is a nightmare. Because Keith Ellison is out for Keith Ellison. Couldn't you argue? Period. Couldn't you argue that politically, hopefully he will act politically and have these guys arrested, and then let the career people take the mill through the court system you can save but what i'm my biggest concern politician let the trained prosecutors handle not a not a politician not a former congress he hasn't been in a courtroom in years i can sit here and tell you right now and i, and I am bragging i'm a better prosecutor than he is well i do that you should get the career prosecutor i just I'm, as as we're discussing all of this this makes my point if you are willing to walk in the face of the police, if you are willing to march at, the, at your own peril because you are so outraged and disgusted at what happened to that man, until there is complete justice for Mr. Floyd, you're going. There, the protest has no reason to stop. All the points you could make, men have been arrested for less. When the autopsy came out, which spiked up things, when they... They, all, both autopsies agreed it was a homicide. Yep. One tried to say it was coronary, the other one said it was asphyxiation. Yep. But the one with the asphyxiation said there was also pressure on the small of his back, yep. which means the other officer, and when you look at the video that was taken from across the street, and there was three guys kneeling down on him, that was all you needed to see to make the arrest. We'll arrest everyone, get a good lawyer, pay your bond, get out, we'll see if they go to a grand jury. You can always have charges dropped or dismissed, or he's a person of interest. There was a million things he could have done for the betterment of the people. Put the people first. I'm not willing to risk my reputation. You know, I got to get this right. Who is that? You already started off uh, when um, the the like the, he. I saw a press conference where the AG was saying, uh, you know, it's taking time because I want to make sure I got it oh, right. Oh yeah, I saw this. that. Yeah, yeah. I, yeah. I don't want to hear that. Yeah. I don't want to hear that. This isn't yeah, Batman. He's a politician. Okay. Yeah. yeah, that's a political answer. I'm going to arrest everybody and we'll sort it out later because I'm I have literally been in a situation where three of us are standing there, one of us shoplifted, all three of us got arrested and they figured it out. And that's on a small level. We didn't kill a man on video. And until that happens, you are not you cannot come to the protesters with anything else but that and until they get that this isn't going to stop well then what's the what is the delay leo I, I again i don't see a delay there's no excuse for a delay probable cause is such standard it's such a low short. And, and so he could charge easily there's gamesmanship here so let me give you one other point again again it's, it's all politics uh, the, the civil, and I'm changing subject slightly, but it proves my point. Benjamin wannabe Johnny Cochran Crumb, the civil attorney for the family. They invited Joe Biden to the funeral. Oh, gosh. They're politicizing the one aspect of this entire matter everybody agrees with. I mean, it's a game played. And again, going back to what Tyra said, how can I take advantage of this situation? It makes me, it makes me just totally sick and throw my hands up so again i'm thinking about airlines again <laughs> when you guys talk because no. like it, it it it's it it feels like it feels like they're preparing to do nothing well 
I, I have no comment. I don't know. I then, don't you're speculate. To, then you're going to have to rely on the military and you're going to have to rely on those types of drastic but, measures. But, wouldn't to, it, but to, to, to Leo's point, Tyrus, if the, the bar for probable cause just like this kind of what I was thinking, like let the system mill it through, but but arrest the guys and put it through. Why not? What do you, what do you, I, I don't understand what, what what's holding that back. It's kind of confusing. I mean, I can speculate all day, but uh, self-serving yeah. purposes. Um, uh, politically, it might look bad with the police department. The police has a lot of weight with elections and things like that and support. Wow. You need to, you want the police chief to support you. You want those type of things are important to you, I guess. But I don't think there's a police chief out there that would look at that video and say, oh, you know what? Yeah, we can figure it out. I think unilaterally across the board, oh, yeah. everyone is outraged. Oh, yeah. No, but no, until they're all in agreement. But until you do that, until you, I just, I, I, I'm not, there's no reason to BS in this situation. Me personally, I'm not going to be satisfied till all three are arrested. And I'm not, and that's not a, it has nothing against police officers. I feel all four were just, or were wrong. Where he murdered him, you were complicit, and one of you assisted with the knee on the small of his back based off one. But nobody mm -hmm. stepped in. And what, nobody was the police officer out of those hey, let me four say, individuals. Let me, let me offer. We just a, needed one man to yeah. say, "Hey, bro." Let, no, let me ask, offer a medical Pick opinion. Him put him in the car. That just occurred to me too is that there was no evidence of crushing of his larynx or the kinds of things we associate with asphyxiation. But you have somebody on a big dose of fentanyl, and you push on their back. It's pretty easy to get them not to breathe. So it may have been the guy on the back more responsible than the. Even though we don't like the picture of the guy on the neck. The medical reality is possibly the guy on the back, which I didn't, I didn't really quite understand as you explained it, Tyrus. That's the last thing you want to do with somebody on fentanyl. So he might be the more proximate issue, which is kind of crazy, right? Well, like I said, yeah, yeah, I, I'm speaking from personal yeah. experience. I have I bounced clubs. I worked in L.A. I was a bodyguard. I had to do, take several means in dealing with people that were endangering my client's life. Dealing, I had to break up. I was in fights, brawls, in a situation. I had a guy spit on me one night, and I wrapped him up. And I used to put guys to sleep. I'd wrap this around him, squeeze, whoop, wait for him to drop, and they would wake that up. That guy was that guy night, was me. That was me. <laughs> yeah, probably. And I apologize. <laughs> Statues of limitations. He's been looking for you ever since. Um, <laughs> but what I'm saying is, my point is, I there was get out of here. Where I, a guy spit on my face, and it was hanging off, and I wanted to pummel him. And I remember being mad and holding him on the ground and trying to grind my fist into him. And my buddy, thank God, I had a buddy who said, hey, gee, you're too close to it, man. Back up. I'll take it from here. So and, I, and I was able to calm down and listen yeah. to him and not make a mistake that would have haunted me for the rest of my life. No, I get it. I all, get it. And all it takes is one, one cop to one off those good cops we talk about and praise. That's when we need you to step up and police the police. So, so people, they're the only ones that can fix this. I know. People are asking me on the restream to explain the chest and the back thing I just said. Look, fentanyl decreases your drive to breathe dramatically. That's why people just die on it. If you obstruct the airway or decrease the movements of the chest, you get the same result. So it's just an interesting thing to me that we all are very, very focused on the image we that we find so terrible and disgusting. But it actually might be more the guy with the neck and the, the chest the uh knee and the in the in the thorax because that prevents the chest from expanding it's a crush injury and fentanyl de further decreases that drive so it's kind of a really or maybe the combo of the two of them 
Maybe the one was a little bit on the airway but didn't crush the airway, and the other was diminishing the chest's ability to move. But to Tyrus's point, that guy has to be looked at. Gentlemen, I, I'm I'm feeling a little better. I'm still upset and stirred, uh, but I thank you. I'm 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 thank I'm, you. I'm putting away the, uh, the United Airlines flight schedule. I feel like I, I can do that now, and uh, and I and I appreciate the pep talk too, and that it's time for us all to stand forward, and that we have maybe a leader in Terrence Floyd. I want to really seek him out and watch him because we we got to have somebody that we can focus on here. Otherwise, it's just the aggression getting focused rather than the inspiration. It was a pleasure, yes, sir. All right, gentlemen. Good conversation. Yes, sir. Thank, Thank you, you very much for your time, gentlemen. All right. See you soon. Thank I you, hope. gentlemen. All right, bye. Uh, I'm going to stay with it for a second and talk to you just a moment about COVID. I appreciate you all hanging in and asking questions and the great calls. Um, and uh, I, I will try to even, maybe even get some more calls before I wrap things up completely. Uh, I'm just looking at you guys. Yes, Scott Adams did talk about fentanyl. Uh, let me just talk about COVID for a second. Uh, California, in the new data out of uh, University of Washington, has stayed stubbornly plateaued. It has not turned down the way we would have liked to have seen it, I have to say. The U.S. data is looking generally pretty pretty good. As you go state to state, it looks pretty good. I'm looking right now the measured cases. I mean, there's still tens of thousands of cases in this country, but they're they're generally heading in the right direction, generally. But I got to say, California, and I worry, of course, about New York, too, and a little bit about Florida, right? I mean, Miami, what's going on down there? People are on top of each other in these demonstrations. And out here, they're not wearing masks. Now, understand, you are less likely to get infected out of doors, less likely to get infected in the sun, but not unable to get infected. You are less likely. So people are going to, because they're pile, the worst place you can be is standing side by side singing. Some of the worst outbreaks were in churches where people in choirs, things like that. So standing side by side, demonstrating and chanting, not the greatest out of door situation for you. It's a, it's a possible transmission environment. Plus, we saw lots of things here locally in California where people literally were piled on top of each other. So there has got to be some transmission. Same thing in New York. Uh, I think most of the states are okay. I mean, Washington, Seattle's pretty good. I was just looking at other numbers, and everyone else is really heading down, and the numbers are small enough that there's not a high probability of exposure. But out here in California, I'm afraid there is a probability. So uh, while I don't, I keep hearing uh, our, some of our county leaders talk about a super spreader event, I don't expect that. I see an uptick. I think there's going to be an uptick. And the problem is when you these young folks get the virus, they're going to go home and expose the older folk, and that's where you're going to start to see the hospitalizations and the deaths. So uh, please be careful, everybody. Think this way. Think it through. Um, it, it's you know, it's uh, part of the problem is that uh, people are, are, you know, the thing that people respond to with public health messages is if you overstate things, they go the other way. I call it the reefer madness syndrome. I think I've mentioned on this thread before, which is whenever you take a particularly young people and you tell them and you scare them to death and you tell them something is so, and that's just the way it is, and the boogeyman's coming, and he doesn't show up, they stop listening to you. And I'm afraid that's a lot of what is happening here. They've gone the other way because of locking down, essentially prematurely. I'm looking at California because that's where my most uh, most experience is. But particularly in California New York, as uh, Governor Cuomo said, don't snatch victory from the jaws of defeat. No, don't snatch defeat from the jaws of victory. Uh, because we are we're on the verge of um, making getting all the way through this thing, but it's an opportunity, and we are squandering that opportunity if we don't wear masks and we don't social distance. So please be careful. I'm very concerned about that. 
And if you have any questions, get tested. I know in uh, Southern California, there's a lot of great testing available. So uh, I'm looking at you guys. I will try to take maybe one or two more calls before I wrap this thing up. Um, Chris, go ahead. I've just got a couple minutes here. Chris. Great. Hello. Hi. Go on. Go ahead there. Yeah. Hi, Dr. Drew. Chris. Yeah. How you doing? Good. Yeah. Great job on your commentary on the COVID crisis. I appreciate your honesty Trying. about it. Um, I'm a whistleblower. My father was the founding medical director of the Pritikin Longevity Center. Mm -hmm. And I wanted to ask you about a critical issue that's relevant to COVID. Okay. Okay. On my YouTube channel, I have a video of 10 years ago of Senator Kent Conrad, who said that millions of seniors are taking 16 medications and it's making them sick and bankrupting Medicare. Uh, that has been what's called polypharmacy, and physicians are very aware of that and go to great lengths to diminish polypharmacy, particularly in the elderly. Yes, that's true. But they failed to deal with it, and so no, 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 it's oh no, 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 it's it's been aggressively dealt with in in, in the profession, aggressively dealt with. Now, if you get if you get congestive heart failure, uh, that's just to keep you alive. Well, that's five meds, uh, for at least four. That's just automatic. Certain certain diagnoses have multiple meds associated with it. But in terms of people being on multiple meds, you know, sort of injudiciously, those days are long, 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 long gone. So, uh, and so please don't don't worry about that. That is not a big issue currently. I want to try to get to one more. Oh my gosh, you guys, uh, Karen, very quickly, and then I got to wrap things up. Sorry, I can't uh, talk much longer. Uh, Karen, go ahead real quickly. Hello. Hi, Karen. Hi, Dr. Drew. Thanks for taking my call. I have a question. I live in a North town in Maryland, so most of our visitors are from all the surroundings. So we have, and since they listed the uh, quarantine, thousands of people here like it's Memorial Day all the time. Yeah. I am 63 years old, have diabetes, COPD, and in a rather large convenience store. And I'm concerned of my compromised health condition. You should be. We're wearing a mask and gloves where some of the customers don't want to yeah. um, get rather more close than I feel comfortable with. Can Am you, I, can you is ask? Is it safe for me to be working in that condition? Can you ask the management or the ownership to require masks for entry into the store? We have a, 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 a sign that requires them to wear masks. However, they pull them down. We've had them thrown out. Do you um, have? And at this point. Okay, uh, hang on. Do you I'm have sorry. a plastic barrier between you and the clients? Semi. All right, I would try to... I, I'm, I, somewhat, I'm somewhat concealed. All right, so here's the deal. I would try to improve that barrier, number one. Number two, I would have you practice distancing. In other words, you need to have kind of backup from your employees. Like if somebody's pulling their mask down, you need to excuse yourself and get out of that distance. But in all probability... If you wear the mask, if you wash your hands, if you wear the gloves, and you keep yourself away from the people that are non-compliant, you're probably going to be okay. And keep a lot of Clorox wipes handy, okay? I, I, thank you so much. I've been listening to you since the 90s in my early recovery, and you've been such a wise man and given so much help through the years. Thanks, thank you Karen. so much for taking my call. Very sweet. And and But you need you need help from your 
fellow employees and your management, things like that. But again, I, I want to state over and over again that these these distancing measures, masks, barriers, hand washing, back in the 1918 flu, they felt that was 100% effective in, in preventing transmission. Here now, we think it's about 75% effective, and it's 75% effective because people don't practice it perfectly. So if you really pay attention, you can diminish the potential for transmission dramatically and probably nearly as good as staying at home. So uh, it's on each of us to make that decision. Somebody like Karen, who has lots of risk factors, to decide, am I going to stay home and really quarantine and uh, eliminate all risk, or am I going to take some risk and go out in this and practice careful technique? Uh, you guys, thank you. Whoa, somebody wrote me a huge <laughs> stream here. Uh, yeah, that's that's a big question there. Yeah, Jen, I can't it's quite. It's all about the blood clotting and Italy and and the bacteria. The blood clotting is well known. We know all about how that works. It's all because of uh, inflammatory action through the um, phospholipid syndrome. Somebody did the autopsies on 50 people. Remember we had that email and we were Get yes, we know it's an we know it's an endothelial disease. We know all about it. This is not new information, nor is it in any way uh, confusing to anybody. Except this inflammatory piece, where it turns on this cytokine component that is unrestrained, interacting with the lining of the arteries, the endothelium, causing antiphospholipid activation, which is associated with excessive clotting that does not respond to routine anti-clotting measures. We know that. We're dealing with that and trying to figure out exactly. That is a physiology that is massively complicated, and people are trying to look at every step on that cascade to figure out exactly where they can intervene. Now, because it is so complex, they're not able to say a lot. What they're doing now is starting to look more at the, uh, monoclonal antibodies that can be produced to push against the virus and maybe even prevent the virus. So that's one of the areas of, of sort of significant um, enthusiasm right now. Uh, you guys, we're going to have to wrap this thing up. We appreciate you being here. It's been a very interesting day. Thank you to the great Leo Terrell, a fair-minded civil rights attorney, and our friend Tyrus. Uh, look for Tyrus on Fox Nation, also Tyrus and Timph. Um, the peanut gallery, you guys okay? Is there anything else I need to do here? No, just be your charming self. Okay. Hmm. That usually meant I did something wrong. So, <laughs> no. so, so. I'm getting airline tickets. I, uh, yeah, I'm, well, I said I wouldn't. I, I, I'm listening to my buddies, and they, they talked me up enough. It really, they was may end up in talking. Nashville or something. After I yes. talked to Adam for three hours, that was when I came in thinking about maybe buying an airline ticket. <laughs> I support the Nashville move. In Nashville, maybe to Nashville, all of us. All right, uh, are we in here tomorrow with Jimmy Oyang, or has that been rescheduled? No, or? no. Um, tomorrow we have uh, oh. One of the other people that we set up, I can't remember off the top of my head because I did it last weekend, but no, he'll be in and we're going to bring them in next Monday. So tomorrow, is there still a plan to... We're going to uh, we're gonna do happy stuff next week. Happy stuff next <laughs> week. Uh, we, I mean... Well, Laura Jimmy King o tomorrow. Yeah. I see Laura King tomorrow on my schedule. Oh yeah, Laura King so tomorrow. So Rodney King's daughter will be in here tomorrow. She is I one of the loveliest people you will ever come to know. So... Uh, do return to talk to Laura King. I want to pick her brain uh, on what our friend on Rod dose of Doctor Drew. Yeah, on what we're not going to take calls, right? We're not going to take right. No calls. Yeah, it's up to you. No I calls, but we will be on the restream, and uh, you will enjoy Laura King. She's a really a lovely woman, and she hopefully can channel her dad a little bit for us, so we can. We could uh, take calls if we if you want. All right, we might take some calls depending on the mood of my producer. So yeah, I know. <laughs> again, everybody, uh, don't squander the opportunity of really getting this COVID thing under good control. 
Um, I, I know there's a lot going on and it's hard to keep track. of. And everything. if you're going to protest, social distance yourself, please. Well, that's unrealistic, everybody. But wear a mask and, uh, and pay go. attention and wash <laughs> your hands. And and try to, uh, I have such, uh, ad, something we didn't talk about was some of the acts I've seen of people protecting property to f ferreting out the uh, criminals in the, in the group. And I have nothing but massive respect and admiration and gratitude for the people that have done that and put themselves in harm way. Um, but be careful. All right, and we will see you tomorrow. Ask Dr. Drew is produced by Caleb Nation and Susan Pinsky. This is just a reminder that the discussions here are not a substitute for medical care or medical evaluation. This is purely for educational and entertainment purposes. I'm a licensed physician with over 35 years of experience, but this is not a replacement for your personal physician, nor is it medical care. If you or someone you know is in immediate danger, don't call me, call 911. If you're feeling hopeless or suicidal, call the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline at 800-273-8255 anytime, 24-7, for free support and guidance. You can find more of my recommended organizations and helpful resources at drdrew.com help.